No, it wasn't. Now it's turned on. It's a good thing I let you catch your breath. Okay, Brad. Why? <laughs> what do you mean, Brad? Uh, you got your hair cut, huh? What are you calling me Brad for? Because you look like a Brad. You think I look like a Brad? Yeah, you, you look Why? like you look like you're one of those guys that's going to get ten dollars for drinking Red Bull in the early two thousands. <laughs> Um, I don't, I don't quite understand. <laughs> I take that as a compliment. Uh, you got your wings, buddy. Yeah, I say that while I'm panting. The barber told me. Oh, I'm I, making fun of people. Oh, this is hilarious. I spent, oh my god, you look like a guy named Brad. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I mean, I'll take this. I mean, I don't know why you have to come in hard like that. It just immediately hurt my feelings about my. That's what haircut. the fans want, man. Yeah, he... Uh, no, it looks good. The bar- Shut up. Barber. <laughs> the barber told me, uh, as he was cutting my hair, he says, uh, he's cutting it and he's sort of looking at it from side to side. He's sort of moving the chair around. He's, you know, frantically moving it around yeah. to look at it from each side because I got lopsided. So There's something wrong with my head, I guess, because he looked at me and he just like... <sighs> <laughs> started tapping his foot I said what is going on and he just he said uh, I, he just looks at me he says uh, I mean I can do I just you've just got incredibly difficult hair no one's ever described my hair as difficult I've described my personality as difficult right voice yeah uh, just general attitude demeanor it's the hair seemed I felt particularly helpless in him. I said, what can I do to help? <laughs> How can I help you? Then my, he cut a piece off and it, he's like, God damn it. He said, I said what happened? He <laughs> said, one of your hair fell into my eye. I said, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway. He's like, now, now my eye is going to smell like fucking curry for... Like yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> yeah, he's like, dude, that's... Yeah, uh, Oh God, my his eyes are gonna smell like turmeric all day. <laughs> yeah, it took me a while to get to it, but um, yeah, I spent the whole day by myself. You ever spent the whole day by yourself in oh, silence? All the time. You kidding me? <laughs> As a not talk to anyone? Uh, yeah, no, I I actually haven't done that for a while since uh, you know, now I live with two people, so right. it's harder to get a, get away from that. Right. But uh, last summer when I was on uh, stress leave. I remember, and I was talking to somebody about this the other day. I don't, know, I don't remember why. Uh, Thank you for the peppermint tea, by the way. Oh, no problem. I was very sick all day, so that's why I spent. But go on, finish your story. Uh, but, uh, I put a little, uh, little deposit, of, a little deposit of love in there, a little, little bit, a little bit extra mint. Then oh, did you? Is that is that mean that you have to? Uh, the, you ejaculated into my that, tea. That was the joke, Art. Got it. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, I, I remember I spent a week. Well, I was on uh, stress leave last year, just in my room. Like I, I, I got up to use the bathroom, and then I would just immediately go back to bed. I think I was uh, just watching *Effus for Family*, like just nonstop oh, at the time too, and like falling asleep randomly, and just you know, just in this horrible depression heap. Did you do it? Ever do it when you were sick and you're you're taking cold medication? Uh, well, sort of drift in and out of sleep. Yeah, just yeah. get you know wild and wacky dreams and then sort of wake up huh what that's usually and when i get those sun's uh, beaming right into the very strange it's usually when I get kids those playing outside paralysis nightmares right 
Like where you, where you wake up, but you're, you're still under sleep paralysis and everything's kind of like shadowy. Sure, but that's when you're, you know, you get sleep paralysis during the daytime? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah? Normally, you know, I'll, I'll get up and there's like the shadow of a large man just pumping away at me. <laughs> but I know it's just a dream. I know <laughs> it's just a, you know, it's just a hallucination. So I just, I just try not to look. And it's usually an old lady standing at the corner of the bed is the, the classic one, right? Yeah, that's what the sleeper is. That, is that what the night people normally ass. get? They don't get like a giant sweaty man and a fucking and, you in the and, ass. No, I think that was just a and a fucking stained wife beater. That's a fantasy, uh, Brian. That's what's called a fan. That's that's called my childhood. When you get sleep paralysis, is uh, is your asshole supposed to hurt? Like, yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> was I getting sleep paralysis every every Thanksgiving? Is that what was happening? Are the shadowy figures supposed to put their shadowy finger on your mouth and go shh? <laughs> why does why do those shadowy figures look curiously like my uncle? Is that old lady supposed to tell you that if you tell anyone, no one will believe you? Yeah, is it supposed to happen when your eyes are open and you're looking uh, and s- straight over the uh, the a turkey carcass? <laughs> Right over the dinner table. Yes, exactly. I must have passed out. <laughs> yes, I've, that's exactly what's over there. I must have passed out while I was eating. Uh, not so much like the old woman in the corner, but I have seen like you know figures standing over my bed and stuff like that. Like you know where you get the alien uh, yeah you can't move. hallucinations sure. and stuff yeah. So it's it's something like that. Like that's I always heard of those people like the, those that it's happened to me once, but it's always happened, but it happened in the night, like yeah. right in the middle of the night. Yeah, normally when it right, happens for about to me, a four a.m. If it ever happens to me, I'm usually sick during the day, right? Depending on what kind Cold of medication, medication that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Neo Citrin. I, I I avoid that shit now because, like, for some reason, that would knock me out, and that would happen almost every time. Yeah, yeah. I did that all day today. Didn't have any. Been sick for a couple of days, and I uh, took some flu medication. And I uh, what did I take? Some day quill. Couple quaaludes. Cut a couple quaaludes. Uh, sat on a dildo and uh, you know, um, just watched Nanette. You know, again as I w- as I would. So but yeah, no, it a was regular a regular bu- Thursday, huh? Yeah. yeah, but but being on a you know being by yourself in solitary in an apartment while also being in the middle of the week on a bright sunny day. Is very bizarre because you can't even throw yourself into the fantasy that you're sort of alone and solitary, some sort of like Jeremiah Johnson figure. Yeah, you know, you know, out in the wilderness where you just got to, you're just sort of sitting there, and then it's you wake. I woke up and it's just everyone. The kids are playing outside. Yeah, everything. <laughs> just getting out of school. Everything. Yeah, you There's know, chicks in booty shorts for the last couple of days just walking by. And yeah, and it's a Beach Boys song playing in the background. I don't even know. You know. <laughs> Ooh, I didn't know X gonna give it to you was uh, a Beach Boys song originally. That's interesting. That's another bizarre. So I woke up and I, w- I decided I had to pull myself out. I was like, all right, well, I got to do something. I can't, you know. I was like, all right, I'm going to go get these pants hemmed like I wanted to. <laughs> Went to the Chinese tailor. Oh, here you are. You are here. How do I? 26? I said, no, that's. I, I said, length 30. 26? I said, no, 30. And then I just sort of looked around. And you know, looked at the owner. His, yeah, I, I was looking I at his wife. I was looking at the owner. I was like, "You gotta help me. Can't, 
and he's uh, and then he just sort of shoot her away. <laughs> just <laughs> she classic, didn't even work there. Just classic. <laughs> <laughs> just some random Chinese woman that walked in and just just like, classic <laughs> Asian patriarchy. He's like, get away from me. <laughs> Get, to, uh, get to your hands uh, off the pencil uh, yeah she, she put on her little wooden shoes and then walked off <laughs> she like shuffled off into the back uh, yeah and then I, I i said oh i want these hem but also could you bring the waist in a little bit he said and then he just sort of looked at me yeah <laughs> uh, i i said you want to make us a smaller and his wife was standing next to me, next to him, and she said, "No, me bigger." And she said, "No, no, no." I said, "No, no, no, smaller." And then at which point did she put her hand in front of her face and begin? She he think of me. He make us smaller. Yeah, no, he I make a way I, bigger. I was trying to correct her. I said, "No, no, no. I want to make it smaller, smaller." And she said, "Bigger, bigger." And she's like, "He's like, no, 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 no." And he. I think they're just he fucking did. with you at this point. I mean, and then she I understands the concepts of he, smaller and bigger, clearly. He was looking at me, he's like, why would you want to make your pants? I said, oh, well, you know, because lost a little bit of weight, you know, could you bring them in a little I bit? And I said, noticed. what do you have to do? To, what do I have to do? And I said, uh, um, yeah, no, you you know, just bring them in. He said, oh, I'll have, I'll have to cut it inside and, you know gotta put a elastic band and i was like elastic band i'm not fucking with that and i said all right you know just make them make the length 30 you know sort of like the length that i'm wearing right now yeah if you could just measure that just measure that and he says measure i said yeah just measure my pants right now and he said take your pants off and i said okay right now and i started started taking my pants you're not here inside the change room i said oh obviously usually i have to pay a little extra for that yeah and then I went into the, and then I just sort of, <laughs> just on my day, you know? Yeah. Walking through King Square. And there's just a man who looked like he was a roadie for some sort of motorhead concert. With a, you know, and there's just children everywhere. There's some, it was the, it must have been lunchtime for St. John High. Okay. And he's just sitting there on the park bench. This is lunatic with a boombox. Who still owns a boombox? A, a roadie for Motorhead. Clearly. <laughs> and he's just loud thrash metal sitting on the park with right. a boombox. Not a not an iPhone, an actual boombox L- just like, sitting on like the bench. Like a cassette boombox? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. One of those metal ones, you know, that yeah. uh, it like from Do the Right Thing. It's one of those things. Like the Radio Rahim style boombox. All of a sudden, the pizza parlor across the way, you see like a, an Italian guy get in a fight with a black guy, and you're mm. like, it's happening! It's just bizarre, you know, and there's uh, one side of the park is playing Kendrick Lamar, and this as though he's sort of stemming the tide of, no, you kids are not going to make me listen to that hippity hop music! Here's Motorhead! And, he just, and it's just this cacophony of sound. And... Uh, it was just a very. Uh, Isn't that how the uh, the the Anthrax version of Walk or the Aerosmith version of Walk This, walk way, this way? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> a, that's the inspiration of Walk This. But uh, yeah, no, I was just on fucked up on cold medication, just walking through the park in the middle of this bright sunny day. Obviously, not looking at any of the children. Yeah. Because it's. Just I'm glad. Like, I'm glad you were quick to point that out. That you were not looking at any of them. Uh, making a conscious effort <laughs> not to look at the. Ch- do not 
whatever you do make eye contact as with as per the terms of your agreement with of the, the teenagers government, yes. that's right don't make eye contact with any of the teenagers vaping in in uh cut off denim shorts you don't don't I'm just you gonna, didn't notice any of it i'm just going to get my jorts to the chinese dry cleaner and we're going to get them hemmed yes, and exactly. i'm going to go home <laughs> damn uh yeah and then i came home I watched this movie called California Split. Did you watch California Split? Oh, no. It's a Robert Altman movie with Elliot Gould and George Siegel. That actually sounds really good. Yeah. It's about um Elliot Gould's in a lot of Altman movies. Poker, right? yeah. Yeah. So like poker players, one gam like a professional Elliot Gould's a professional gambler, gambler and Yeah. George Siegel's a he's like an amateur one who uh whose life sort of just spirals out of control when he meets uh uh what's his name Elliot Gould but it's sort of very light on its feet you know it's a sort of even though it's a movie about a guy spiraling a lot of a lot of wide shots of uh large rooms yeah and a lot of sort of conversations happening over each other yeah which is sort of a classic Altman thing which is great it feels like as though you know even though I, all of that was you know you found out later that all of that stuff was heavily scripted is that on uh, Netflix No, I downloaded it. Uh, okay. Uh Yeah, even though it's all like hev- all of the stuff was heavily scripted, it feels so lifelike. It feels even the room the scenes where there's a casino, you can hear three conversations happening all on top of the other and it doesn't sound like as though it's a bad recording, like as though he like sometimes he turns up the levels on one conversation in the background for some reason. Yeah. Even though the main conversation is happening. Gosford Park was like that a lot. Like that that's the <sighs> immediate altman touchstone i go to because that's the one that i remember the most clearly you watch um nashville nashville mm. like the the show no the nashville the show was based on nashville the the mute the movie the oh, robert like altman a, movie like a mash situation kind of nashville N- yeah like uh, oh yeah 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 yes 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 exactly like that yes correct uh said mash was maybe a little better i never watched the tv show was it any good i Uh, what the mash tv show no the national tv show no i've never seen it. i just know it exists i didn't know about the altman movie yeah the the altman movie is great it's fantastic it takes place in yeah of course in nashville and it ends with an assassination in uh in the 70s it's great yeah that sounds great mm-hmm. I, i need to watch more altman movies but uh first thing i'm going to download shazam and probably watch that <laughs> yeah that's movie. the most important <laughs> this forget everything Actually I watched um uh, the the Dark Crystal series. I finished that this week. Man, have you ever seen that movie like growing up? The 80s? Or, yeah. I I did. I don't vaguely remember Val Kilmer. No. No, no, that was uh the, Oh, was you're talking about Everybody recognizable and it was a Jim Henson movie. It was uh, uh, High Fantasy. But what's his name was in it? Fucking Bowie? No, no that, that's Labyrinth, but you're you're on the same wavelength of that. Like that was made around oh that same God. time also by Jim Henson. Was when Fred was Tom Cruise in? Uh, that was legend. Okay, so I'm fucking I'm mixing all of them, so I don't know. You you almost have 80s high fantasy bingo though. Yeah. <laughs> And one Lady Hawk reference away from it really like. I watched one Lady Beast Hawk Master. for sure. Oh, Beastmaster <laughs> I watched I think. But. Oh, it was uh, like it, it was all puppets and uh like it focused around like these uh uh bird-like raptor looking puppets. All right. And, and a crystal. Vaguely familiar, right? And I I grew up loving that movie and they just like after i'd say like the last four years of talking about it they released the tv series which is kind of a prequel series on netflix 
and like the, the plot's kind of whatever like it's really really fast and maybe a little too packed but just seeing puppetry in 2019 like genuine puppetry in that 80s style high fantasy and and the like you know even though was it r-rated or whatever oh it was it was pg like maybe a hard pg whatever the fuck that means but yeah because it's it's some dark stuff there's some nightmare inducing shit in that series yeah like uh a lot of it uh has to do around with the plot where the skexies which are the bird-like creatures are sucking the essence out of living creatures and drinking it to remain immortal like strapping them to a machine, having the crystal blast some kind of like reflective laser in their eyes until they turn into a bottle full of white liquid. So it's you know like it's kind of like when I like to make a few extra dollars on the side. Right. <laughs> we get it. It's come. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for breaking that down before I got to make it into a joke. <laughs> Comedy. Uh-huh. Uh No, I don't. I don't uh. I watch. I was like, I was watching the. There are these two HBO shows. Yeah, you were talking about the Righteous Gemstones, right? Yeah, you're trying to get me to watch that. I haven't been able to yet. But, but I just, but the interesting. It's funny. It's very funny. It's Jody Hale, the guy who made. Uh, what's his, the the Kenny Powers thing? Oh yeah, yeah. Eastbound and Down yeah. and uh, Observe and Report. Observe and Report. That yeah. guy, Jody Great Hale, movie. and the the what's his name, the the actor there. Uh, I know, I know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. I, I'll forever remember. Yeah, to that's him as the Kenny same, Powers, the same Kenny Powers guy, but yeah. John Goodman's in it as well. The writer of the new Halloween movie, by the way. <laughs> yeah, Not John yeah. Goodman, but the Kenny Powers. Yeah, but it's very funny. It's sort of this down south, you know, uh, preacher family who are just all fucked up. Uh, they, one guy's getting blackmailed, and uh, they're trying to find out who the blackmailer is, and they find out. You know, as the viewer, that one of the blackmailers is his own son. Yeah, and uh, it's very fun, but it's interesting. As I was watching, at the same time as this is happening, there's another show on HBO called Succession, which is about another, just a sort of dark comedy about a powerful. Yeah, I can't remember if that was family. you that told me about that, or somebody else told me to watch that. But I mean, they're both very, yeah. they're both funny, but it's interesting that. You know, two big shows on HBO now have to deal now are dealing with because remember we were joking about like what's next is fucking you know what other retro thing are we gonna watch Dynasty? It's literally that's what Succession is kind of is, <laughs> but it's not it's not it's not like Dynasty, but it's a lot funnier, but it's a lot darker. But I can't wait to jerk it to Dynasty again. Yeah, but Dynasty wasn't very funny. I don't think I don't remember. I don't know. I never. Uh, I don't remember it very much. It's more more funny by accident. Like it's a lot of like high drama and shoulder pads. And yeah, Joan Collins was in it, right? Joan. Yeah. Is that what her name was? Joan Collins. Yeah. Right. Uh, but no, it was uh, in the midst of all of this fucking, in the midst of this bizarre flu. Watching all of this uh, high drama. In the, I don't know what is it worse to be in a fever dream just to be feverish and. <clears throat> Uh, watch movies because because I I don't even have the I don't have the nerve to read I can't read in this state so I just sort of roll kind over of next in and out of thing. sleep yeah like uh, if, yeah, as long watch. as it, if you're going in and out of sleep you want something that you can sort of lose a connection with and come back and not feel like you missed out on something like yeah something that you can play in the background yeah like uh, if, if I'm sick and I'm, I did I'm manage like to pay the, attention to the I watched that Dave Chappelle special again today. Uh, um, sticks and stones. 
I, I gotta rewatch that. Uh, I fucking loved it the first time. I mean, uh, I mean, I would really like to have a conversation with Dave Chappelle about. I mean, so much problematic humor. I mean, I don't know whether he got the memo uh, that Vice magazine has asked us all to skip it, and I got that I mean, memo. Mercifully, mercifully, everyone uh, took that advice. Remember the Vice magazine used to be cool? Like they were the cool people. Right? Oh, you mean they were, they sort were of the like the Proud Boys magazine? <laughs> no, they weren't. Oh, Proud you mean Boys? like like when they were going to <coughs> that that was that was a bad joke. When they were going to like war zones and like weird like even before that in the nineties, man, they were they used to be like I, I didn't I didn't know Vice. They used to the be 90s. like counterculture sort of you know funny car the cartoons and they were really sort of. They were sort of on the edge, you yeah, know. Now they're just things. They're just like long just form buzzfeed. They're like, hey, what would buzzfeed? When did they turn into what, scores? What would buzzfeed be like if we use less memes in the articles? You're not not, not cool. none at all, just less. Well, I think they've come to the final point of that <coughs> weird idea that's been sort of. I don't know whether it's a Western thing or an American thing or a Canadian. Th- Maybe it's like an American. It's a North American thing where. Like, my pet sort of theory that I've been darting around with you and John, but the idea that somehow having the right taste is a good is a substitute for having ethics and morals is one of the most like vicious ideas. It's the laziest way to build an identity. Like uh, you're good because of the stuff that you enjoy. Not because of the content of your character or your actions. That's it. Like, yeah, I, I'm a good, I'm a good boy because I thought Dave Chappelle said some mean things to some marginalized people, but you know, I, I still fucking rob people or whatever. <laughs> like, but you know what I'm talking about, right? You know what the, you know the kinds of people that are the, the kinds of sort of, you know the kinds of people that I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Like they th- consider that all of the things, all of the book, all of the sort of, uh. You, the record collection or the movies they like or the songs yeah, they listen to their whole identity. is somehow indicative of exactly the person that they are so like they yeah. can so without irony someone can say if you liked this thing which is a sort of a thing that I watch I, I saw come across if you like the special we can unequivocally say you're a bad person like, that's a crazy thing to say I've seen you say that to people over cartoons multiple times you're a bad person. <laughs> yeah. Remember, I said that. No, well, no. I, no, I hope did. I meant I meant that ironically. But. Oh, that was, that was more or less a joke. You never actually oh, called someone you're a, a bad good, person. Yeah, because they like math. Thank you for the tea. You're a good person, oh. and I'm sorry I treat you like a bag of McDonald's compost. Thanks, Brad. All of the time, and I mean it. I don't mean to denigrate you. I mean, I, f- I, uh, I mean what I say. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't mean what I say. I mean, I mean, my criticisms in in jest and in seriousness, <laughs> uh, but never to hurt your feelings. You know, I mean that, and uh, I hope you never take any of my uh, my barbed insults at you uh, too personally, um, and are not emotionally affected by it in a way that that hurts you. You know, because that would hurt me. Uh, but your haircut stinks. I mean, it's <laughs> uh, I love getting blown on air. Um, yeah. So that's what I mean. 
like partially you know like you watch the reviews of this stuff come in and you're like all right man you hated it you hated it fine that's cool at some level you're like why 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 do you take the extra step like why do you, you they find it so easy a lot of people find it so easy to take that extra step <clears throat> no i the only reason that no, no that you would like it you not only do i not like it you should not like it as well not only that i am telling you that you shouldn't watch it i am speaking on behalf of you yeah right it's this very bizarre idea and like it, it's uh, it's a very like almost religious zealoty kind of way yeah i have re- i can read the scripture you know you are not smart enough to read the scripture you see but i'm going to interpret it for you you know it's like that, that thing it's like, you know i don't i don't care anything about whatever comic book movies or whatever yeah right but the idea that no one's watched the joker just yet no one's watched i mean right. a, few, the, a few of the critics have watched it whatever. but they're saying like ooh we can't no we can't allow this and we can't ooh. allow it yeah, that, that's going to make, uh, oh boy, that's going to make uh, little white boys uh, who are sexually frustrated shoot people and think that they're justified in it. I mean, first of all, like none of these people actually know, have read anything about the incels. The incels don't care about movies that much. Movies are not that much of a touchstone. What's a touchstone actually? Like cultural touchstones are manga. Manga is a big touchstone. Yeah, so you're saying Video if, the, game. if the Joker was a... Uh, a manga that would almost guarantee a giant massacre of some kind. Yeah, and by the way, once I get to part twenty-three of uh, of Joker manga, the ta- taxi driver already exists. Yep. So you know, Fight so Club, King so King of Comedy, King of Comedy, yeah. All of those touchstones already exist for them. So what is it? I mean, the, the, whether or not it's a good movie or a bad movie, that's even that's besides Although, the point. The idea that like I have. I am going to speak on behalf of you because you have no ability to make that decision for yourself of whether or not you should. You'll still see them go after those touchstones. I guarantee it that uh, within the like month that's left to release of that Joker movie, you're going to see one or more article from Vice, Vulture, whoever about all the reasons why Taxi Driver hasn't aged well, or King of Comedy, uh, maybe even both. They might even focus on King of Comedy, because that's where the most obvious parallels are coming. All they're going to do is they're going to actually... What, what they're actually going to accomplish is they're going to bring attention on King of Comedy. King of Comedy, yeah. Which is, a which good, is great. It's a good movie. And more people should fucking see it. It's hilarious, yeah. Yeah. But uh, what they think they're doing is they're saying, like, whoa, no, don't go back and watch these old movies that you might not have known about, but we've made you aware of them. These are in the blacklist. Because it's the most, the the reason I figure that they do that, they target culture specifically. It's the easiest thing to show in 121 characters. Well, because I think, well, that and it's also because in their heads they've built an entire life and identity that uh, around this idea that based on the things, based on the movies they've liked and or disliked. That says everything that they that you would ever want to know about them as human beings. Right. They've built their entire lives around this idea, and it's a very sort of. It it, it seems very foreign and very bizarre to me. I don't even un- I don't understand. I, I can't wrap my head around how how someone could go about thinking this, which must be it must be deep seated within. 
I don't. I know it's not a thing within within Europe for sure. Right. It, it's not a thing within a European, Western, country. North American kind of. Yeah, yeah, it's certainly not a thing in in India because so the because the lines between sort of what is considered highbrow and lowbrow is not. There are no such things as highbrow and lowbrow. Like right. those things exist together all of the time. Um, saying they don't have an entertainment cast system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are yeah, there are smaller movies and bigger movies or whatever. Like, but you know, the idea that there is such a thing as high culture and low culture. There yeah, are, there's just it's culture. a very f- yeah. The, 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 but over here, it seems like as though there is this, and I, I think you know, you and I know the kinds of sort of people or we were around that kind of mentality where literally my entire identity is based around what you know what kind of vinyl i have or, yeah uh, I, I used to think kind like of that. very much so like i used to base a lot of my identity around the dvds i collected yeah but that wasn't like if you well there was a little bit of like if, if you like this this and this i, I you know I, i've got nothing to say to you but uh, it wasn't as heavy as this. Like I'm, I'm, I, I wasn't judging the content of someone's character based on whether or not they like a movie. I thought was dumb. I just thought they were idiots. Well, I guess it's judging the content of someone's character. But, but I, you know, you, you outgrow that when you become an adult and realize that people are complex and there's more to them than the books they read or the movies they enjoy or the types of music they enjoy. But when you don't have to grow up, you don't have to take that into consideration. But it's kind of—I mean, the fact that Chappelle is sort of like he's made one of his best, yeah, maybe his best special. I think probably. I mean, I'd say it's up there. It's I, up there, probably. I—I'd I, still love uh, for what it's worth. <clears throat> yeah. Maybe, maybe I, there's probably some sort of nostalgic value you that I attach uh, to it. But, but he's occupying know. the space that Carlin left behind in this. Probably it's career. more prior than I'd say than Carlin. Yeah, I'd say more. I thought I thought the special and the bird uh, revelation as well because I watched that a couple days before I watched Sticks and Stones. Like that, it's starting to feel more like late stage Carlin, like a, a little bit funnier. And I think that's where you're saying he's closer to Briar, because it, it's Carlin. Carlin got to a point where, like, he was still funny, but he wasn't fun anymore. Yes, and but I think. But the thing is that that the the thing that Chappelle has in common, I think, the one that he has in common with with Briar is that he's a lot more pl- playful. Yeah. There's a, the sense of play never leaves him. Yeah, he's still he's, laughing he's at his own jokes. Around. He's enjoying himself. The fact, the fact that he left in someone's phone ringing in his own special is hilarious. That's like, great. He just left it. What if his parents <laughs> died? <laughs> he left that in there and he's yeah. like, you know, just like odd, fun little things where, you know, he says, um, uh, you know, and the bees. And then someone goes in the back, goes, boo. And he's like, yep, that's right. Just uh, yell when you hear your letter. <laughs> It's just great little touches like that. I love I wonder, it. I wonder how many people making uh, like little hip pieces stuck around for the uh, Q and A portion after the. I'm sure they play. stuck around for all of it. it. But the thing is that even if they stuck around for the portion that that portion of it, that they, like I feel like that explained a lot. Like that refutes a lot of their uh, their claims. It's you, you. You're not. See, the thing is that but they I'm are they're, rational, they're priests, yeah. right? They're yeah. priests, so they are. <clears throat> they are thinking like priests. They are thinking. We are in charge of the scripture. We are in charge of these texts. Right. Right. We can't let the masses, because they're too dumb on their own 
to make up their own mind you see so we have to interpret it for them you see that's the that's the that's like that's the mentality you know, so you can't it's a it's a, it's a fucking wildly elitist mentality it's yeah, that, just that line so of thinking hasn't really been popular since about 1934 uh to 1945 <laughs> well it's kind of i mean it's well it's sort of always been in the i mean it's always sort of been yeah. in the culture but all, all I know outside is of the reich i mean it's not uh, all I know is that uh, sometime tomorrow when she's listened to it, May will explain all of this to us in a group text. <laughs> I mean, no, I th- it's just a, this is, this is the way that people in, yeah, this is the way that sort of clerics talk. Yeah. And high priests talk, which is that I do not trust you to make up you the the ordinary person to make up your own mind about yeah, it. Yeah, you, you should I hear something that subverts you. from the message that I'm trying to impart. I mean, I didn't realize but I didn't realize Nanette got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. 100% on Rotten I think that on, audience score uh, on the is critics. a lot more telling on both of those cuz No, it's not more telling. It's actually the critics score that's more telling. It's telling because 100% <clears throat> That never happens with even the best movies. Yeah, no, nothing, you understand? nothing ever gets to be a hundred percent. Like, there's always somebody that didn't it, it, that didn't like it. I think that also says something. By about the way, the aggregate, Citizen too. Kane, Citizen Kane, yeah. was critically panned. As was It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, you know, critics hated It's a Wonderful Life. As did yeah, they, they thought they hated it was like Taxi Pat, Driver. Yes. basically, yeah. So. Um, also, but Star Wars is the best picture in you know 1974. What, the know, only the only places you there. get hundred percent agreement with is. In a church. Yep. Right? This is like... This book is good! Yeah. Uh, 100% on a comedy special. That's the most bizarre... I, I guess I hadn't... Uh, you think there'll be like a text version of Nana? Then some like... I hope so. I hope it gets taught to... Like a, like a vegan uh, like burrito chapel? Yeah. It, have that on like a fucking pedestal? They, of like, they should read it out before every uh, showing at the next Fringe Festival. <laughs> you know, after the land acknowledgements. Just make sure uh, we all read a script of Nanette and then we all sort of agree. And, and now that that's been uh, said, uh, here comes John Forward. <laughs> but I think I think the tide is turning at some level. Like maybe 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 it might be turning against them. Like no one be. likes yeah. no one likes these people, man. Well, that's no why I mentioned the uh, that's why I mentioned the audience score because like the audience score on both of them, like that that that's the real voices, right? Those are people that are actually speaking up. I actually noticed something interesting because uh, I was looking at the Rotten Tomatoes page after you uh, posted that uh, aggregate uh, photo just to check it out, and none of the audience reviews uh, for uh, Sticks and Stones, unless you specifically clicked on that section, you couldn't read any of them. They didn't have any examples. They only had critic examples. Like they, they wouldn't show any of them. They were there, but you had to actually specifically go to that section of the website to read them they only had the sorry say that again uh, so you know how when you're browsing the page uh, they show the excerpts uh, of the, of right, the right, right 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 and uh, beneath that they normally show excerpts of, of reviews the, from just regular the people. audience yeah none of those were visible i thought that was interesting well maybe they would probably be like look at this fucking you mean off Chappelle? yeah oh really yeah well it is 
Also, who's uh, why is Rotten Tomatoes running review aggregates on comedy specials now? Oh, that was kind of weird. That's a little strange as well. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize that it, comedy specials had opened them up themselves up to this kind of. But yeah, you, I think you're right that it's gonna opened. Well, you were there. Right op- th- you were right there in the in the heart of it at Skankfest when there was a five minute standing ovation for Louis C.K. Yeah. Like you, you felt it firsthand. Yeah, I mean it's. Uh, the yeah, uh, I've never. I actually like reading film criticism a little bit, but I think the best kind of film criticism is the kind of is the kind that's less popular, which is which is uh, it's becoming a, it's become a lot more hectoring, which is that I am telling you that you should or should not watch this movie. Yeah. Right. What is the best kind of crit- film criticism to me? And at one time, you know, Matt Zola Seister used to be a great, you know, writer of the, of these film reviews where you would get a sense that this person is making, is you, is, is using the movie as a conduit or sort of understanding something bigger or larger or, or a larger moment within either his life or someone something around what right. this person is seeing. You know, sort of like that. Remember that scene in Sideways where um, Paul Giamatti is talking about the... Uh, the uh, the God damn it. What's that thing that he... Li- the Wine? No, no, no. What the specific kind of wine? We are not oh, uh, thinking yeah, the, yeah, um, I do remember that. Uh, it's not Carbonet. It was, not uh, Shiraz, not the... Uh, it was uh, fuck. What was it? Because it, it was everywhere at the time too. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Somebody Google types. Not a wine. Chianti. It was a not a not rosé. Not a rosé. It was fuck. I have it right here in my. Anyway, he's talking about the specific kind of wine, and he's talking about it as he says, you know, you have to really take care of it because it's a really subtle kind of grape that only grows in certain conditions and blooms when it does when, uh, under these very specific conditions and but when it does it it releases this huge burst of flavor and 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 intrigue and then eventually it di- and you know at that moment he's not really talking about the wine right like that great moment where he's yeah. not really talking about the wine he's kind of talking about himself a little bit but but that's that's great. That's great criticism. That's great. You know, when film criticism reaches that level, um, then it's great. You know that you can. Uh, oh, you can. It brings the person who's reading it back into the present moment. You know right. what I mean? Where the person who's reading or watching the movie doesn't feel as though he is watching something, but he is. He's sort of in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's just immersed. There's no sense of him anymore. He's just sort of immersed in it. And well, that's the best kind of... And he's sort of reporting what he finds, you know? Yeah. yeah. That, he's, that's, en- he's managed to enter a room. Isn't something that uh, Roger Ebert said? Like, uh, the sign of a great movie is that you're, you're no longer become... You're, you're no longer a person watching a screen. You just become, like, a part of it. Something like that, right? Yeah. But I think there's a, the, the, the idea where you're like, I'm going to fucking tell you what you... And then, you know, you're listening to these people talk and you read these reviews and you're like, you read the end of them and you said, by what authority 
is this if if i'm supposed to take your opinion just by the strength of your writing you're a moron man i can't i can't your writing isn't good enough for me to accept your you as an authority you right know? yeah and why why would you want an authority like why would you want an authority to tell you what you should or should not what why don't you just make up your own mind yeah doesn't it, movies doesn't have to you don't have to be sitting in a you know it doesn't require you to spend time you, contrary to what may, many people think you do not have to get a have a degree to understand or watch a movie or make up your own mind about what you what do you think about a movie or a comedy yeah. i mean comedy is comedy is also such a weird thing to review because in comedy you can't because it's such a popular it's not it's such a first of all it's not an art form so talking about it like it is like it, it is an like it is an art form is a very it's, it's very strange because you don't uh it's it's a lot more um what's the word uh utilitarian you yeah. know like workman like you know does it make me laugh yeah you know so it's a little bit more primal i, I you think know? Uh, i think the people that wanted to be something else like have forgotten that just you know spoken word shit already exists you don't have to necessarily turn comedy into what you want it to be because that sort of thing already occupies its face yeah like and they even sometimes tell jokes during their like slam poetry or whatever the fuck they want like yeah, I mean, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I truly don't understand this sort of. Uh, I mean, I guess it's a good thing that that everyone knows, kind of that the critics are sort of the comedy critics are full of. Shit. I mean, everyone so already kind of knew that the film critics were full of shit. Right. I mean, film criticism has a long history of it, of you know, of just getting it wrong over and over and over again. Right. Uh, or attempting to sort of speak for the public, or speak for the masses, and then the masses be like, "Nope." Yeah, no, that's cool. Nope. I'm gonna go see Transformers Four anyways. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna download Shazam off the internet. But it's kind of a sad thing because you know, at least for film criticism, what happened is that you know because that happened so many times over and over again with like these big budget movies and things like that, that you know what you what you really need the film critics for is for them to champion sort of small small movies right yeah. because then otherwise no one will it's right because no one will write about them no one will, it, the only people that the f- small the only champion or the only people who with access to those small independent movies when they come out of those film festivals are our film critics, right? Yeah, half the time when uh, the general I public never aware gets of a small movie like that is because of film criticism. And like so, and if you don't have, so it's a good and bad thing that everyone thinks that the crit- film critics are full of shit. The good thing is everyone can go decide and f- figure out. You know what? I'm just gonna go make up my own mind about this, right? Whether I like it or not. And but I think most ba- people are doing that. They're just uh, not telling people on the internet that they watch something that is like quote unquote verboten like, or. Yeah, I mean, so so the good thing is, yeah, people will go make up their own mind about it. Yeah. The bad thing is, all, uh, then now all that we'll have, the fear, of course, of for most sort of regular people and for, you know, small filmmakers who just make, 
you know independent cool independent films like you know like a steven soderberg for yeah. instance you know steven soderberg's success is his early success was only because of the critics right yeah yeah they they um, sort of championed him and i think it will get back to that i think but, um but then but then no one yeah, yeah you you won't you don't have a you won't get a sort of small the likelihood of a small the the, the worry is that a small steven soderberg type for future you know, uh, Steven Soderbergh type or a James Gray or a Cone brother. Well, you're, you're kind of getting exist. that. Like the guy that, um, the guy that uh, did Bone Tomahawk, and also the guy that um, did Hereditary Gre- Midsummer. Greg Zala. Yeah, like that. Uh, they've been sort of brought up into the public consciousness because of film criticism. It's still happening. It's just not as much as it should be. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I I can't predict. I can't predict the future, but I I, I hope. It's. Uh, I just hope it's not. It just doesn't. The movies don't turn into a giant, just a fucking Disney marathon of reboots and shit. Well, just because you know, while the coming film to. critics are basically, it's going to be a cultural landscape where the only place you can watch it is if it's <laughs> been cleared for Disney Plus. Which is, I mean, yeah. I mean, the masses. That's. It, if mass reaction is if i were to gauge what mass reaction is that is the kind of movie that it appears to be popular this sort of just this regurgitation this constant cultural regurgitation wherein this sort of wherein this hell of other people's nostalgia people get and sick of it eventually though like look what happened to westerns i don't think i don't westerns are a little different i, th- I think i mean we were you mean the westerns when in the uh, well, I mean, in the like, 50s what happened to it as a genre where eventually there were so many of them there's so much glut that people just got sick of it and the, the genre it didn't completely die but it certainly it just changed yeah the westerns never really died i don't think they they, they were like ever since the american western since the beginning of well, they never stopped making them, but at the same time, they're certainly not as prevalent as they were in the '60s. No, or the '50s. They they are a bit. They, they the reason I say they changed is because they didn't. They became less about the past, and they became every time. What they became was that in the '70s, the westerns became. Uh, you know, an indication of what was happening in the seventies. You know, through the lens of right. something in the se- something in actually the, now, now that the now that I, uh, I'm thinking about it, like uh, like if you watch the the the, the recent movie that um, the assassination of uh, uh, Robert Ford, Robert uh, no, yeah, the assassination of Jesse uh, James by the coward Robert, Robert Ford, yeah, like that is not that's a western. Yeah, it's, it's set in 1865. Sort of like bled into other genres. Like, even that, um, I saw a trailer for that new Star Wars thing on Disney Plus, The Mandalorian. Okay. And that, that looks exactly like that. It's a space western. It's just this gritty bounty hunter shooting people, and then Werner Herzog shows up at the end to be creepy. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's pretty great. He's like, bounty hunting is a dangerous profession, don't you think? Bounty hunting. He sounds like he is. He's... <laughs> Sounds like a German with Down syndrome. <laughs> yeah, he always has. <laughs> I would like a coffee, <laughs> but black as the soul of the grizzly man. Okay, all right. No one must ever see this. Yeah. 
Um, anyway, I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what'll happen. I mean, uh, well, it, it's good that I mean. I guess it's good that uh, you know there's a certain kind of elitism that's uh, that's that will be put to bed. Is good. I yeah. think that's a good thing. You know, I don't. I don't like elitism either. However, there is a, you know, there is another thing where I just wonder because it's like, you know, it's like people have this idea that the meaning of elitism is just an interest in things. Right. Yeah. You read something, you must be an elitist. You got caught reading a book. What are you, a fucking elitist? What are you fucking saying something about me? No man, I'm just. This is what I want to do, man. Yeah, it's not got anything to do with you. Species, dude. Like I, I thought you may have read it. Yeah, this is just what I want to do. It's got nothing to do with you. Yeah, right? I, just, I just thought you. Might I just be interested. want You're to. Not. You made that clear. I'm gonna go back to sucking your dick. It's yeah. fine. I'm. I'm sorry. I stopped. What are you watching? A fucking independent movie? What are you? A fucking elitist? What are you? No, some no, no, kind just, of fucking. Uh, yeah. Oh, you're watching one of those fucking European films? What are you, a fucking elitist? You forgot watching yeah. uh, it seems Japanese like a, like, samurai films from the 70s? And so it's a kind of anti... It's a weird sort of anti-intellectualism, but just... <clears throat> now, we as a society are very proud of being dumb and, and through, like, different pockets of history. Like, we're, we're, we're pretty stoked on it. Yeah, it's, it's so... I mean, I guess... I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know what where to say. I mean, I I can certainly say that. But I don't think that Chappelle is dumb. No, that, he's that not. Is also by, any, not, by any means, no. Like I mean, but uh, even if he not, was, that's not all. If what he, I was even, even if he was dumb, even if he was stupid, why why, why would it matter? As long as it's funny, yeah. Or as long exactly as it, it. I mean, that's the point of comedy. But you don't. People have sort of lost the thread. Well, the right people never did. The right people understand what. But I think that's the thing. I think people associate being funny with being smart, which is sort of the sort of a tragic. Yeah, that's not the case. It's a very big flaw. I'm very. I can. You can see (laughs) why you would make that assumption because there's a lot of thinking involved. But yeah, but it's not the kind of thinking. It's not smart. It's almost better to be kind of stupid. It's almost more likely that you're funny if you're a little bit stupid. Yeah, because then you can stumble into sort of. A premise you can stumble into a, uh, you know, a surprising turn of phrase, you know, because you just don't know any better than not to go to a place or go to go to a certain place, you know. Yeah. Um. It's not. It's not a smart thing to ask a, a couple you've never met whether or not they engage in anal. Like that's. Have you that's, ever asked them that? Yeah, I, I do it on stage. Oh it's yeah, funny. that's it. <laughs> it's, it. It's funny to ask strangers about butt stuff. Right. I love it. It's it's one of my favorite things to do. I think I think it might be hack though, <laughs> but I don't, I don't care. Hack, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll never stop doing it because hack or not, it's hilarious. Never stop. Never stop. Never stop. Don't stop. Believe. Be doing that. butt stuff. Hold on to that anus. Yeah. Deep anyway. dick. Do you have any shows coming up? Uh, next weekend actually, I'm opening for Mark. All right. Uh, Chuckles. Who else is on the show? Uh, it's gonna be Andrew Vaughn and uh, Travis Lindsay, so that should be a pretty good show. I think. Uh, do you have the kid that week? Yes. Uh, okay. I do. Damn. 
I'm banging. But um, you gonna go see Hofsetter when he comes in town? No. No. Who? Steve Hofsetter? Uh, no. No. I don't know when the when when he's coming. Twenty fifth. No. 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 Nah. Got the kid that week. Ah, okay. But. Uh, I think he's more of an LA comic than a New York comic, anyways, isn't he? Like doesn't matter. I'd watch it even if he was. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not saying like you know whatever. But I mean like I, I was just trying to figure out if he was uh, a store paid regular, or if he's a uh, a seller paid regular. I guess. Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't. Yeah. Does it seem like uh, like just the way people have been talking on like podcasts and radio shows and shit, like the uh, the stands kind of taken over as the like the club in New York. I don't know. Uh, pretty, pretty I've been to the stand, but but that was at their old location. But yeah. I think it's because they are a lot larger and they don't have as much baggage, like comedy seller baggage associated with them. It doesn't yeah. have a lot of woke baggage associated with them. Yeah, that, even though the seller has all kinds of people there, but um, it the th- the thing the the thing that's become the problem with the seller or at least what up from what i can tell is that uh it's become a it's a thing that happened to carolines right carolines and all of the, the it, it got just too became popular a, it became a tourist destination and then yeah. the thing that made it this weirdo place sort of got lost right this yeah place where just weirdos could hang out and just do whatever the hell they wanted Somehow got lost in the mix. It just became a tourist attraction. It still <clears throat> seems that way on TV, but that's just TV. So, what? Like, and like any time I've seen over the last like couple of years, the seller f- featured on TV, and I think TV is what ultimately brought it to that point. It's kind of po- yeah, it's yeah. popularity kind of killed it. It's yeah, like, it's the fact that it became a mainstream success for so long and it became a tourist destination. People are sort of t- taking felt selfies in front of it and all of this kind of became and the stand has become that what the other place used yeah. to be plus uh, obviously there's more uh discussion of after what happened to dave Kimowitz as well too yeah so like it, obviously that's put it in the spotlight a little bit but like they got fucking like uh legion of skanks is doing their show there now uh yeah fucking um creek in the cave could have been that yeah but they're in long island city they're too far into brooklyn this the stand is right in downtown manhattan and you know it's not very far from the this the 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 cellar is on bleecker street which is on the it's on oh. the east village oh that's very close to dr strange's house what dr strange's house is on bleecker street <laughs> that's okay. why i know what bleecker street is yeah Thank you, Marvel. <laughs> is it on Bleecker? Yep. Yeah, it is on Bleecker. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I wonder if there's actually a house that looks like that. Like if somebody got wise and built a, a big, crazy, magic-looking house. I mean, the, it, that's the yeah, that's the place that I would live if I were if I were living in New York City. It's the East Village. Yeah. Or in Queens, but the East Village is beautiful, man. Um, but yeah, I mean, the stand is also sort of downtown Manhattan. And really, you want to kind of stay for comedy, just comedy. Brooklyn and comedy is just fucking. It's just Brooklyn is just poison for comedy, yeah. man. So, 
there are i think there are a few good rooms over there but that's that whole you know nanak power they're all is like all, that's where all the white women live yeah for a people for a group of people who bang on about diversity it's so, the uh, you, uh, it's a surprisingly fucking heterogeneous homogenous place everyone it's, it's like looks alike and blonde white women and fucking talk, everyone thinks and talks and fucking they have exactly the same opinions yeah, their, their opinion is like their Brooklyn's, footwear ugh yeah Okay. Well, uh, I don't think they're wearing stuff. Uggs that's anymore. Stinks. They're more like blunt. <laughs> what, what a Ugg is more Ugg. like <laughs> Ugg is. Glad I tested that here, not at McGill's. <laughs> yeah, Ugg is a review of your comedy. Ugh. Uh, yeah. Um. All right. Well, on that note. <laughs> um. Yes. Um. Yeah, I don't have any shows coming up. I think I have. Uh what do I have? I have a show on the 20th. Is that the uh the Marina one? The Marina one. Oh that was a weird thing. I was walking around. I got a soup. I'm just standing there waiting for my soup. And uh at the market and I look around there's a line in front of me. Group of people standing there they're just looking at me. Waiters and stuff. Or the the servers. They're looking at me and they're looking sort of bizarre, sort of looking blankly at me and sort of okay. laughing. And I look around and there's a poster with my face on it. It's like, this is just... So you immediately started doing material. It's just like, it's just <laughs> bizarre to... I was like, and, I was like, and then I went out. I, was like, I had to say something. I didn't, I didn't stand next to a poster of myself so you'd notice... Yeah. You you didn't say that, right? You're like, I'm I'm not standing here so you you know, you'd notice. No, I, well, I should have. I wanted to this, say that. I this just, is just I, a minor show. I was more like humiliated. It's just, I don't, you know, I live on Pitt Street. I don't, you know, I'm not a... I'm one of you. I live on yeah. Pitt Street. It's <laughs> probably what they knew. Too. Uh, the penthouse on Pitt. Yeah. Anyway. That's what, that's what I tell people when, you know, like, oh, come on. Oh, guys, I work at Sidetel. <laughs> you guys, come on. Come oh, on. Shucks, yeah. guys. Hey, come on. Who? anyway but yeah it's humiliating <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that should be a fun show yeah that's uh that's mark's last show isn't it i think so yeah for, at least for now I, I i have a theory about that yeah he's gay uh, he's gonna come out as gay well I, that that's more of a proven fact than a theory but right. um no when we went to his uh friend show uh, he was it looked like he was having too much fun i i I'm, i believe that he's gonna quit for now Hmm. I don't think it's going to be permanent. Okay. I don't know. I could be wrong. I hope not. I like him. I like his comedy. Well, he's not dying, man. Well, I know he's not dying. I know I'm still going to get to hang out with him. He's still going to be my friend, but yeah. I, I would still like to see him perform material. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, it, and you know, if it's if it makes his life better not do it, then you know, obviously, I'd rather have you know Mark be happy. Than like me be happy seeing him do shit, but I, I just I just got a feeling about that. I think I think he still enjoys it too much. He's just not enjoying it enough right now. Hmm. Well, we'll see, I guess. Anyway, well, thank you for listening, everyone. Come again. Uh, Another still too far. <laughs> thank too you. Far. Too far. Again. Nope. Nope. Don't say it. 